everybody, and welcome to the CNC Replay. I'm Noel. I'm Corey, and we have a special, special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself, Miss sure. Twin Number One? <laughs> twin Number One. I'm Brecken. I am a friend of Noel's, kind of a friend of Corey, kind of a friend of Chris. I say hi to him when I see him at Applebee's, so I guess we're friends. But, How often yes. do you go to Applebee's and see Chris at Applebee's? It's happened at least once. <laughs> if I had I've, a nickel for every time this has happened, I, I only have, have two nickels, but it's still a weird amount. <laughs> what, why are you spending a lot of time in Applebee's? Like that's That's got to be like in a tier list of like worst restaurant like you only go to applebee's at like last resort you know well yeah so i'm not a super big fan of applebee's but it used to be like wednesday nights after church or our high school my didn't was high school was really into applebee's obsessed and i don't really get it i still don't get it i don't either. but when you need a half off appetizer and a cheap margarita yeah and a cheap not margarita school, but <laughs> yeah i don't know about that whoa. in high school no wow jeez but, but maybe wednesday night after church you know Mark's after after church? No. Cool. No. But yeah, that's the Lord's the Lord's watching. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke. Um, that was Corey's pastor voice. Yeah. He needs a little work, Corey. Uh, well, I'm I don't know. Like I feel so I've been I've been officially a, a pastor now for what, like two months? So like I definitely do not have I have some, like, youth pastor vibes, but I don't have any pastor vibes whatsoever. It's just, I don't think I ever will. Um, it'll definitely just be, like, this guy is either a giant child or he's in charge of youths. And uh, and yeah. probably both. Probably both. So, yeah. I mean, I'm never going to shake that. But regardless, Brecken, welcome to the pod. Thank so you. happy to have you on. We we do have a special segment for you as well, so that'll be a lot of fun. And I'm excited because uh, I currently have a burning hole in my wallet, and uh, you're going to get me to spend some money. Probably, 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 or like Maybe, for sure. Um, probably. I didn't spend any money, and I was kind of shocked because I do have a spending problem. Mm, I think we all do a little bit, except maybe Noel. Probably not, but. <laughs> Regardless. I will say out of the three of us, I'm definitely better at self-control. You're the... When it comes to things that I really want. (laughs) I may or may not... Yeah. I may or may not have made, like, six purchases in the last, like, four days. All of them kind of on a whim. a lot, dude. On what? (laughs) On books. (laughs) I don't really do anything else. Books. Yeah. Books. Give me a break. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Unbelievable. This is not another water bottle. At least I'll reread the wa- the book. The with the water bottle you'll re you'll reread. Yeah, I'll reread my water bottles. No, well, you I put enough have stickers like... on it, so yeah. See, I can understand stickers, but like, how, how many water bottles does one person need? Need probably just like one. Do I have? I have like four or five, oh, like of my own. I know it's a it's genuinely a problem. Yikes! I got this one for free though. Oh well, very Actually, good. I took it from a place of employment. Let's go. <laughs> that was sports adjacent. Down with the system. Oh my goodness. Power to the people. <laughs> well, right. speaking of power to the people, uh, or just hype in general, do we want to talk about the week the Pistons had? 
for those of you who cannot see us, which is all of you, Corey is currently standing up and dancing in his room. Let's go! I wasn't okay. ready for that. I should. Apologies to your earbuds. I th- I thought I was further away. It was still loud. You it thought you were loud. further away? You're wearing corded headphones. How far could you get? Well, I turned my back. I, you know, Brecken, relax, relax. Okay. Sorry. Um. You guys know how we all feel about like just the NBA in general. Like it, it, it's hard, hard. <laughs> it's hard for just like casual NBA fans that don't have like a superstar like to root for, like the Pistons, uh, to watch the games. And we've been saying this from the beginning of this podcast to up up and currently. We're excited about the foundation that's there, but still. You can have a good foundation, you can have very good players, but if you do not have a superstar, you're not going to go very far. The Pistons now have just been gift-wrapped a superstar. So there's been drafts in the past. You know, there's a clear there's always a clear-cut number 1 overall pick, but it's not always a generational talent, right? Um I, I the first person that comes to Anthony Bennett was uh was like a, a power forward out of UNLV, and he went to the Cavs. He was the worst number one overall draft pick ever. Like, the history of time, like, sucked. Was in the league for like three years, and then he was out. Cade Cunningham is an absolute game changer. And it's not that he's just super good at one thing. He's very good at multiple things, and he also has a very, very competitive drive and a switch. So... I remember watching him in uh, the NCAA tournament this past year because, I mean, the NCAA tournament back after it, it was the first major sporting event that got canceled um, due to COVID uh, was a revelation. It was just so much fun to finally just have a mega sporting event again. And watching all the games leading up to it, Cade Cunningham was not only a freak who he won freshman of the year. I think he, he might have won uh, player of the year in all of the NCAA as well in his freshman season, true freshman season. He's 18 years old, so goes out and dominates the entire NCAA and a very, very competitive Big 12 conference. Um, and watching him play, sometimes you weren't very, uh, I guess, impressed, but then second half hits, switches flipped, and he takes over. That is exactly what you need on a championship team. And thank the Lord that the Pistons finally have some... What, 1970 was the last time the Pistons had the number one overall pick? Who's, yep. who's, the, who's the player again? I know, like, he's... I'm pretty sure he's a Hall of Famer. Um, uh, yep, that's a great question. These are things we should fact check. Uh, I think... But I haven't. To the pocket can be what? Lanier. It's also the first time in history that the Pistons have actually climbed from their seed instead of fallen or stayed, which is what a great year for that to happen. On. Oh Lord, thank goodness, thank goodness. I mean, it was Bob Lanier. Okay, Bob Lanier was the player taken, and he was. I think. Let me see. Was he a Hall of Famer? I don't know. Uh, let's check his basketball reference. Uh, I, I spelled Bob as. Uh, Bayab for a second. Uh, so that's that's fun. Good. Yes, we're very prepared here at the CNC replay. Uh, Always. Yeah, Hall, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, NBA center. Um, so last time the Pistons had the number one over, overall pick, it worked out pretty well for them. Um, but I think most 
if not everybody in Detroit was expecting the Pistons to fall or at least not make the lottery. So once they made the top three, fans everywhere were already losing their minds. It's like we have we have a lottery pick. We're gonna, this is going to be a game. We're going to get we're going to get Cade. We're going to get uh, Evan Mobley, or we're going to get Jalen Suggs. Instantly going to be Jalen Green or Jalen. No, Suggs from Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. Well, Suggs is up there, but I know that Detroit has liked Jalen Green in the past. Okay, fair. So that's who I was thinking as it was going going in farther and farther along. Anyways, continue. Sorry to cut you off. Um, yes, shoot. I don't know. So, again, lottery, top three. Um, everybody's losing their minds already, but then... It like the way that the draft was going, it was like they would just reveal one more of the stupid cards. Um, and then they were like, Oh shoot, we have a top two pick now. And then Ben Wallace is just sitting in his chair, just like clapping. It's like, Oh, we got the number one overall pick. We are going to get an end. We're going to get a superstar. We are going to, it happened. It finally happened to the city of Detroit. And this breaks a long streak of, at least in the lottery perspective, because the Tigers have had the number one overall pick because it's not a lottery. But, I I mean, the Red Wings have fallen the most out of Mm. any team in, like, the past, I think, eight seasons for the draft lottery. And then the Pistons aren't much far behind um, in that category. And now we broke the mold. We... We got a gift from the NBA, and now we can add something super special to this already seemingly pretty special young core. I am so excited. And the cool thing was that the people that felt like us on the outside, it's like, well, I like the Pistons, but I just don't like the way that the NBA is structured. Those people are now being brought back into the circle and like, hey, Kate Cunningham, he's going to be super excited. Like, I might watch Pistons basketball again. So, we talk about growing the game, right? Mm-hmm. This is just going to help this market. And when this market is successful, um, you know, the, it usually helps. Uh, having another market, uh, you know, with successful fans and loyal fan bases is only going to help the NBA. It's only going to help the league. Mm-hmm. And you already still have a plethora of superstars, and those will change. But now you get to throw maybe a local-based fan base back into the mix instead of just following the player. I don't see how that hurts. I don't see how the NBA wouldn't want that, you know? So, I mean, I'm just super excited. I'm going to watch more Cade Cunningham highlights. Uh, There was rumors of the, of the, of like potential trades that the Pistons could accept. Um, One from the Warriors and uh, which had the number two overall pick last year. He was kind of struggling or whatever. Um, and then their first round picks from this year, I think it was their seventh. And then also, I think, a 14th, like the 14th overall. Um, and then Oklahoma City had a package where they would trade. They got like, I think, seven. No, they got double digit first round picks from the Clippers for Paul George. Like they have, Holy crap. They have over 10 first round picks. That's there was, insane. There was a package saying, hey, we'll give you all of these picks for the number one overall. Oh, my gosh. And it sounds great. No. Don't mm-hmm. take that. Don't. Don't. You. It's since 1970. That was the last time the Pistons had the number one overall pick. You get the number one overall pick. You take it. You draft the best available player because you never know when you're going to get that chance again. And it's not like this is like a contentious, like, oh, 
We don't know who's gonna go, no everyone knows who's gonna go number one overall. And usually when everybody knows who's gonna go number one overall, that player succeeds in the league. So I'm pumped. I need to get a new Pistons jersey. I only have an Andre Drummond, which is really sad. I should have wore that instead of this. This I got this Rockies jersey for like 20 bucks, so I can't complain about that. But um, I know I, I have a weird amount of Pistons stuff, and I was like, oh, maybe I should have wore that today, <laughs> even though I don't know what's going on. But come on. I mean, I we're knew about the number one pick, but we're slacking here on the CNC replay. Yeah. I also think it's one of those things that, like, we've talked about this a lot, and we both have issues with this, is that the NBA has to build off of a superstar. It can't build off of a team in terms of marketing and publicity and that kind of stuff. And so for the city of Detroit to finally have one of those superstars is going to be huge. Like, yeah, it's it's hopefully going to bring in out-of-state fans to you know either watch and support or just be like hey let's turn on a pistons game because we can and you know i want to watch Cade play like all of these sorts of things so i think that that's going to be a not an unexpected highlight but like another additional highlight to the style and quality of play that he brings to the to the sport yeah i agree and again touching on what you said uh just a second ago like the nba has to market around these players um, there's, there's this guy, I, I, I think I've brought up TikTok a couple of times, but there's this guy on TikTok. He's like a basketball savant and like everyone asks for his opinion. So what's your opinion on Jordan? Who's the best between like LeBron, Kareem and, and Jordan or stuff like that. And somebody asked him who his favorite team was. And he said, well, I can't really answer that because there's not really this team loyalty in the NBA and in the NBA anymore. And like back in the nineties, you would have guys that would stick it out for their crew. So he said he liked the Knicks because Patrick Ewing, who was from New York uh, and went to Georgetown, um, was drafted by the Knicks, and so you knew he was going to stay there for a long time. Or like guys like Charles Barkley, drafted by uh, the Sixers, you knew he was going to stay for a while. So And Jordan, you knew he was going to stay for a while. So guys didn't leave, and he made the point that Zion Williamson, who the Pelicans – who are kind of a long shot to get the number one overall pick, got him, and now he wants out. And this guy was making the point that saying, like, these franchises, if you don't build around them successfully, um, they're going to be out in three to four years after their rookie contract is up or you're going to have to trade them or do whatever. So the reason why I'm hopeful is because it's not just a local buzz, but nationally everyone was kind of – kind of saying like the Pistons have a really good young core that's building around them right now. So you get these guys like Zion who go to the Pelicans and Pelicans stunk. Like they weren't any good, you know, and like there was nothing for them to build around. And then the players that were good, they traded away because they weren't going to be competitive um, just to get more draft picks. But now if you don't compete soon enough, um, you're going to lose the, the player that was gifted to you in this draft. So, um, a guy to keep on an eye on is Lamelo Ball. He was the number one overall pick last year, and technically speaking, um, I guess they were competitive because they were in that play-in tournament. But they got destroyed by the Pacers, who then got destroyed by the Wizards um, in the play-in tournament. So, like, kind of competitive, kind of not. But at least that they were showing signs. So, um, I think that's beginning to change a little bit, or at least how teams should. Um, 
tank successfully because the Pistons really, when you look at it, had the perfect blueprint for the tank. I saw, I think I saw a tweet from, you know, Pistons Twitter. It was like Troy Weaver just pulled off the most successful tank job in the history of sports. He got a young, he got a young core. It was exciting brain of basketball. They were good enough to be watchable, but they were not good enough to win games. And then they got some luck and won the NBA draft lottery with a generational talent on the line. So I'm excited. <laughs> Bottom line, I think we're all excited, but maybe we're seeing a little bit of the change of the guard uh, when it comes to how NBA teams are now going to attack the lottery or attack building a strong core because you want to keep these players that are gifted to you in this lottery. And if you can't, then then that just sends your franchise, I would argue it sends your franchise 10 years back. I don't know why that's that number, but it, it sends you back quite a bit. Like, look at the Knicks. They they weren't they've been bad. I think they've been bad my entire life up until now, essentially. So, yeah, or no, they had they had. Uh, how could I forget Carmelo? But for a long after Carmelo left, and they were still dysfunctional with him there. Like they were horrible, and that's the biggest market in the United States, New York City. And they were an awful basketball team. So, those are my two cents. Bracken, do you have any opinions? Not on basketball, no. I have been to two Pistons basketball games. I enjoyed my time there, but none of them are at the Palace, which is a bummer. But, mm-hmm. no. I The only player I knew by name, was, other than like Andre Drummond or um, Blake Griffin, was uh, Langston Galloway, but he plays. I just looked it up right before that he plays for the Phoenix Suns now. So mm-hmm. he had he had awesome shoes, and that's what I really cared about. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's really all I cared about, to be quite honest. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, let's celebrate in the streets. Who? When? When do I get a Cade Cunningham jersey? Is the real question. Whenever you want. Probably a week after he's drafted. Okay. Cool. Cool. Which which one should it be? I have the blue Drummond, and I kind of have an inside joke with Andre Drummond, or at least with my friends who like basketball. Um, so I was like, with Andre Drummond, okay. <laughs> not not him first. Do I get the white? Do I get the the weird gray looking thing, or do or do I just wait for the city edition or whatever the heck comes out? Because the NBA just can't make any sort of sense with their jerseys. I don't know. The city edition is still my favorite Pistons jersey. That is uh, cool. Modern I, Pistons jersey. Uh, but yeah, I also kind of like the gray. I don't know if I'm in the minority there, but okay, I'm in the minority. That's fine. Corey says no. <laughs> I have no opinion, but yeah, I don't I know. Like it just doesn't... Me... the white pops for me. I feel because the red true. pops, but the the blue definitely has the most color. So yeah. All right. I don't know. That's the Pistons. I think we've wrapped up final thoughts. Yep. Um, So let's move on to... What? Nothing. Just keep going. Okay. Uh, Move on to the Red Wings slash the NHL. I know that Corey wanted to revisit some Eichel discussions because we've gotten some news about the price tag that he comes with. Yes. Um, So I follow pro hockey rumors on Twitter. Um, um, and that gives me a lot of like, not insider information, but just kind of like, like some of the stuff that 
I guess the major like media outlets don't necessarily cover, or at least like just before it gets to TSN or whoever, um, all those same sources are basically pumped into this site and then they give it to like a read, like they give a readable thing to the people. Um, and so they, there was an interesting thing on Jack Eichel, which we talked about last week of like, what would it take to get Jack Eichel? Cause Jack Eichel's getting traded. It, that's pretty certain that that's going to happen. Yeah. The guy wants um, out. He wants out. The Sabres are the most dysfunctional franchise in the NHL right now, which I don't know how, um, how can you be more dysfunctional than the Ottawa senators? Doesn't make any sense to me. But they are. Um, and the asking price was the equivalent of four first round picks. It, the equivalent. So it doesn't mean a team has mm-hmm. to show up with four first round picks, be like, here's here's our package, and they accept it. Essentially, what that means, that's the starting point. And now the Sabres are going to get something less than four first round talent level players. So I feel like that was where our conversation was going when we were talking about that trade right i feel like it was like a first a second and then two players or something like that yeah i think mine was a first a second and zadina and possibly an extra prospect i didn't have anybody else like thrown in there but that was kind of what my trade proposal was i cannot remember what chris's was (laughs) yeah and he wanted i think he was going to try to give up Larkin because he doesn't like Larkin. Which, I, I mean, the I, kid has issues. I understand. Like, I get, I think Larkin gets way too much flack. Like, he's Absolutely. like, oh, he would be a third-line center on any good team. No, he wouldn't. Let's stop that nonsense. He would not. Would he be the number one center? No. Would he be the number two on just about every single team besides Tampa and Edmonton? Yes. yes. And yes. even Toronto. Av- and the Avs. Maybe, but the abs, the abs don't have much center depth. McKinnon is is the guy, and I mean they have a lot of role player. It, I think Larkin would slide in nicely as Colorado's second. That's, all right, that's, all right. That's I'll the issue. That. That's the issue with with Larkin's because he's he's getting first line center minutes when really he's he's, I mean he's a very very good, he's a he's a good first line center, but he would be a perfect second line center. And I don't understand why everyone's like, oh, he would, he's only, his peak is a third line center. It's like, shut He's up. also had to make up for everybody else's slack in the last at least two seasons, possibly there's been, more. There's been no talent surrounding Zero. Him. <laughs> no talent. Do you remember our reaction when Valeno finally, or not Valeno, Verona finally did things? And we were all like, wait, what? this is what it is to have competence on the team? Yeah. Yeah. Poor Larkin. Yeah, because again, I, I think we talked about this too. Like, de- every team knew like to stop Detroit, you needed to stop Larkin. And uh, frankly, yep. when there's no help surrounding him, that's not very hard to do. I'm not saying that Larkin is the superstar, like absolutely lights off play. I think he's a very, very good player. I think he could be. I don't. I don't want to say superstar. I think he could be a star. I think he practically is a star in this league. It's just he's underappreciated, um, and I don't like that. Regardless. Um, Jack Eichel would elevate this team to extraordinary levels, but people are concerned because of his health, specifically with his neck, which they said they're gonna he's gonna have to get some surgery uh, to repair that in this offseason. A ten million dollar surgery? Nope. He's I'm wow. I don't know why I read it like that. Awkward. The he's, he's a ten yeah. It says ten million dollar center. Like he, I mean, he's very yeah. expensive. And then I was his about neck, to say, 
question my mark and my heart just shush. like dropped into my stomach. Has there Ooh. ever been a surgery that's been worth ten million dollars? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I, I believe a hundred percent the health system in America is whack. Okay, true, true. Like ten million dollars. Come on. Yes. No. Yes. I, if an no. ambulance ride can cost ten thousand dollars, I fully believe. Fully believe. Noel, you have to add so many more zeros on top of that to get to ten million. We're talking ten million dollars. I'm gonna Google this right now. Give me one second. I am here. You are. You are. I. You're. You are smoking something. If well, you, like, if, is it a ten million dollars surgery or is it surgery stay? All that other stuff. Too. Even that. Like, I know things are super expensive. I could. Okay, we a, have a friend who works in the like, the, <laughs> like in a hospital, and a guy was there, and his bill. Like even post insurance was at least a million dollars. Okay, I I can believe that. <laughs> I can believe that a hundred percent. Ten million. That's that's absurd. There's no. I mean, you might be no right. Way. Okay, maybe it's like ten so million dollars worth of surgeries. Polaro. That's easy. Gastrointestinal easy. transplant. Just. <laughs> The surgery cost one million, one point two million dollars. Just okay, the surgery. That is nothing. That is no outcare patient. That is no therapy. That is no stays in the hospital. That is nothing. That is just the surgery. Is that the most expensive surgery? Yeah. Okay. So you have you have to multiply that whatever by ten. Site this is. Ten gastrointestinal transplants. Or I'll, I'll get. I'll <laughs> get. I'll throw on. I'll throw on another eight hundred thousand dollars. You have to. Th- to get your to get the number to two million dollars, uh-huh. you have to get five more of those surgeries to get to ten. There's no way. There's absolutely no. I'm sorry, Noel. It's okay. This is the, the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm heated right now. I'm sorry. I'm so we're gonna sorry. cut this part out. We're not cutting this part out. This can be, this no, can be edited this out. out. I think this is sure. again. This is another dumb conversation we've had. Regardless. Um. Yeah. Regardless, back- he does have a surgery that needs to be performed in the off season on his neck. That sounds sad. Yeah, that and plus he's a really good player. He he is a number one center. Yeah, he is Absolutely. a superstar in this league when healthy, but he's probably hurt because he has to put the entire city of Buffalo on his back or on his neck, and uh, <laughs> that causes him to. That break is it. probably why. Um. So I think when we had this discussion, we were fairly close. I mean, maybe, maybe not. But now with this, like, okay, we want four first-round talents. No one's going to give him that. And now if we're talking Eisenman, I think now to myself that a first, a second, and Rasmussen not only could be enough, but with Eisenman at the helm, it might be too much. I don't know how that makes any sense. but No, it, I, I think you're right. I mean, the guy's a penny pincher. Like, he will not give up anything if he doesn't deem it worthy. And he doesn't deem a lot worthy. Sure. Like, I mean, we've seen, we saw how he's fleeced teams already. Washington being a big example. And that wasn't even for, like, it wasn't even trading a a star with a star. It was two guys who were struggling. And look at the return we got for that. That's insane. 
<laughs> Dead air. Good, good, good no. for radio, guys. I'm glad we all just wordlessly no. shrugged at the camera. Uh, no, I, I, I was just trying to articulate because could you argue that you got okay, maybe not. So I, you got, you got two first round uh, value like spots for the Mantha deal, right? So Verana and a fir- an actual first round pick, and then, and then you get panic in a second you got four play you got four assets two of which are first round talents for anthony mantha who i i think at the time he was traded did he have he had double digit goals did he have 15 when he got traded see that i don't know i don't remember he had he was somewhere in the mid like teens i think yeah i'm gonna go check that stat right now that's what eiserman got and now eiserman has a reputation of like uh any any GM who answers the phone is like, oh gosh, I'm gonna get fleeced. Yeah. Like so, I mean, probably Buffalo doesn't want to trade with Detroit solely because like they know that this, somehow they're gonna get ripped off out of this deal. But again, on the flip side, everybody knows Jack Eichel wants out. Everybody knows now the asking price, and now everybody knows about this injury history. That is like three negatives that you have going against your very valuable asset. So. You're you might see a very underwhelming return, maybe not even might. I think you are going to see a very underwhelming return. Whoever wins the Jack Eichel sweepstakes, um, mm-hmm. if I had to bet, I would say I would go with the favorite with the Rangers because they have a lot of like not disgruntled, but a lot of players that um, are talented but just haven't seemed to break through um, with uh, the big club. Um, and it's like actual players that will go back to Buffalo instead of picks. I mean, they'll get a pick. Or two, and then they'll get a couple of players. I think if they goes to the Rangers, but how is? Because I guess I don't know this and didn't like look it up. Do you know how Buffalo has been in terms of like their GM has been in terms of trades? Just what his strategy slash record is? Because that's that's something I don't know. Who's their GM? Uh, also a good question. Because I'd have to imagine their trades haven't been great, considering that Taylor Hall was traded for a second-round pick. Um, but that was a different situation because he got, he also wanted out and was like, you can trade me to these three teams. Um, right. It's for me to move this no-movement clause. Um, so Kevin Adams. Evan Adams. Regardless, Kevin. I think... Evan? Kevin Ev- with a K. Kevin, Kevin with okay. a K. Sorry. That's okay. Regardless, I think his hands are tied in this situation. So he's going to have to take the best deal or best offer that he gets. Um, So, yeah, I'd be very interested. This is going to be a very interesting summer to see where this guy lands. And I think you're not going to see anything until Eichel gets this surgery. Or at least there's more that comes out about this surgery. But don't sleep on the Red Wings. And and I think as a fan, the perfect case scenario and we can maybe expect a perfect case scenario judging by getting Mantha off of the contract books and then getting the return that we got. Could you get Eichel and keep Zadina Valeno? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. I think it's going to be, I think, I think the aftermath is going to be the most interesting because that's usually when they like, release oh these people were on the table and they were kind of offering that like you usually get kind of an idea of what was offered and what got rejected and then what got accepted like i think that's going to be very interesting to look at 
Yeah, I think so too. I, but I don't think you get a whole lot of that in any league, like of what trades were turned down. I think you got a little bit of that, I think, um, in the NFL with some trades for Stafford or something like that. I, I do remember seeing something or like... Uh, I feel like, like I saw it with the Taylor Hall trade. Not a really? lot, but I feel like I saw like at least a couple of rumors. And again, we don't base our, you know, understanding off rumors. But I think that they often have a little bit of credibility. Sure, that makes sense. Remember uh, when I sent you that tweet that Mantha was being traded, and you're like, "No, that guy was joking." And then two weeks later, he was traded. So Brecken is the insider, is what? Yeah, it's me, doing. guys. <laughs> I'm just playing the fool. I actually know so much. Yeah, she sent she sent me some guy's sarcastic tweet about Mantha getting traded. I was like, oh, you almost gave me a heart attack. I thought this was a real tweet. And then legitimately two weeks later, she sent me another <laughs> another tweet. And I was like, oh, that one's real. Okay. <laughs> that one is real. <laughs> I felt vindicated. Apparently, apparently Mantha, something. Mantha found out the same way because he was taking a nap. And then Eiserman was like, yo. Uh, Call me been, ASAP. You've been traded to Washington. Yeah. So see ya. Just, and like, this is where my ethical side comes in and like trading human beings like that all bothers me especially when i know that him and larkin and bert are good friends like like breaking up the little bro squad like that hurts it was the same thing with that with athena cu when he got traded like oh so that made me so sad. i have a lot of conflicting feelings on this um but we don't have to get into that right now i mean we can we can't i mean we we we've i think i've shared my piece on that like it, it's like it's different if it's like i don't know like you work for like some organ like i i like ford okay so like you're a mechanic like like the chief mechanic of ford like that's weird for them to be like hey man we're trading you to chevrolet for chevrolet like in denver because yeah. it's like because that person like applied for that job like and the, like you could make the argument okay like people have to move for jobs sometimes but they apply to those jobs for themselves right okay yes no and i understand like i fully agree that like when the guys sign their initial rookie contracts they're when they put themselves in for the draft they're understanding that they could be traded like i get that part I mean, fundamentally, it's like, yeah, go. Here's here's my like chess piece. It feels like almost like the bigger and better kind of thing. Like, here's my paperclip. What can I get for this? But like with human beings, and I, it just feels. Yeah, I'm saying like fundamentally is it's a problem for me a little bit in my spirit. That's like that's fine. you know, and <laughs> it's still gonna happen. It's still well, no, gonna it, happen. That's what no, Corey's it, thinking. No, it's it's a trade off because it's like again, like so, like the chief mechanic at Ford gets paid very handsomely, but he does not get paid one point five million dollars to play a game eight months yeah, out of the but year. But that brings up the other question that I have some qualms with: Why are we paying them that much money dollars to play? Great a question. Game? That's another. I mean, I question. say this as a very casual fan. Like, I love sports games. Like, I if anyone wants to go to a Red Wings game, I'll go to a Red Wings game. Pistons, maybe I've been to a couple. I've never been to a football game, but like, I I'll go. But I still think it's weird that I'm sitting here. Like, I paid this amount of money. I know he's getting paid this amount of money. Like, what I was told 
like X amount of years ago, how much Miguel Cabrera was being paid for every second at bat. It's gross. I wanted to throw up. I wanted to throw up. I was like, he's swinging a bat. Like, don't get me wrong. He was in his prime. He was like, amazing. But it's just like, what? Sure. No, I, that's a, that's a very valid point. And, but I think, I guess I, my argument is that I can reconcile the people as commodities better um, because, of that. because they're being paid so well, right? So if I were if I were making fifteen dollars at McDonald's and then I get traded to Burger King <laughs> in in from Indianapolis, Indiana to Columbus, Ohio, I'd be pissed because it's like. But I have. It's Ohio. You shouldn't be. Columbus is way cooler than Indianapolis. It's it's Ohio. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I say that very carefully after living in Indiana for four years. Listen, I got here. It's fine. It's just really hot right now, so I don't mind. However, but like again, like if I were getting if I were getting paid six hundred thousand dollars to flip burgers at, uh, you know. McDonald's and and they and they traded me to the McDonald's in Seattle. Heck yeah, I go because I'm getting paid six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's but, fair. So I I don't know. I I can reconcile that better because like a like you may not have like the stability that you want and you do and at the end of the day, if you don't get traded, you have that in free agency. Mm-hmm. And then you get to pick where you get to go. Um, so there's one aspect that you could be traded. At some point in your career, most uh, most likely you will. But now you're seeing with these no movement clauses, those players are getting more control over their destinies. So Taylor Hall, he said to Buffalo, "I am not going. I'm not waiving this no movement clause if you unless you trade me to these three places." So not only is he getting paid handsomely, now he's dictating one of the three places he's going to go. Interesting. So, I get that. I hear that. I understand. It's a little weird. Uh, not a little. It's very weird when you think about it deeply. But I guess it'll always be that doesn't bother me as much as it bothers the two of you. That's fair. And that's fine. It's just something I think about from time to time when I step away from the fact that I do this podcast and I love watching men run around on skates and hit a bat. <laughs> like, just sometimes when I take a step back from my life and look, I'm like, mm, that's a strange thing that I enjoy. Anyways, um, I do want to address really quickly a little bit of a more serious subject. Um, It was released three days ago, I think, um, that two lawsuits have been filed against the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, One was filed by two former players from the 2010 Stanley Cup winning team against um, a video coach whose name I should probably have in front of me right now, um, for allegations of sexual assault. Um, and the second one is being filed by a, I can't remember if it's a high school or a teen program in Houghton, Michigan, against the Chicago Blackhawks because they gave him a positive letter of recommendation after he left, after he was, you know, quietly fired or whatever. Um, and then he went on to sexually assault a minor. So, um, that is a thing that is currently happening. There's an investigation going on. Obviously, it is uh, a disgusting, awful thing. Brad Aldrich. Video coach Brad Aldrich. Um, 
So we just kind of wanted to bring to light that that is a thing that we are um, thinking very deeply about discussing specifically sexual assault in pro sports. Um, The guys and I have talked about this being a topic of discussion before. We wanted to take some time and prepare and really give it the respect and the time that it it deserves. Um, So we won't be diving too deeply into that this episode. We will maybe cover that next week when Chris is back so the three of us can kind of talk and discuss. Um, We just wanted to to let you all know that that is a thing that is happening. Um, It's horrific. It's awful. We wish that a lot of people were doing a lot more things um, when it comes to this sort of stuff. But again, we can dive more deeply into that next week. Um, Corey, I didn't know if you had anything. It's good that it's on your radar. I mean, obviously, like, there's news about it, but it's good that it's on your radar and it's good to, like, acknowledge. Like, we're not going to just sweep this under the rug Mm -hmm. and just pass it by. We do want to talk about it. And I know, Noelle, that that's something that you like to not like to talk about anyway, but, like, that is something that's on your heart and your mind a lot as well. So I know that you've talked about it outside of this as well. Yeah. Um, we, we've had, we've had conversations outside of this, just like in our group chat uh, about some of these things that are happening. Um, and unfortunately it seems to be exploding now, which I guess could be a, a bad thing and a good thing that, you know, people are feeling more comfortable coming forward and talking about things that have happened to them. Um, but I mean, we have, I guess now three major uh, pieces to uh, sexual assault in sports, not just with the Blackhawks, but also with uh, Deshaun Watson and then something that's close to home with what's what's going on with the University of Michigan right now. Um, Again, we don't want to give too much detail into that. We want to research this topic well. Um, We want to be well informed because, uh, you know, it it deserves that attention. Um, But, you know, Everybody has questions, everybody has opinions, everybody has um, um, areas that they want to talk about this and how it goes, and we want to make sure that we're being the most respectful uh, as possible. Not that not that we're going to be out here making some outlandish hot takes, but it's a very sensitive subject, so we want to make sure that um, we're doing our best to um, be sensitive to the sensitive topic. So um, I think that'll be a good conversation, uh, judging by the conversations that we've had off-screen and off live or whatever you want to call it so Mm -hmm. yeah and so this can kind of just serve as a little bit of a trigger warning for those of you who listen to us regularly um if you want to skip next episode um we will be diving a little bit as i said more deeply into it so totally understand if that is um triggering or worrying to worrisome to some people so um i will you know put warnings in the in the in the description and in the title so that you'll be sure to catch that um, we just wanted to be really sensitive to to that subject and to the victims and survivors um, and their stories. So um, I know that we have, we have the Lions. There's not much to talk about them, really. Um, they're still kind of doing mini camps. Um, not really much going on with them. Nothing to report. We haven't had any um, signings or coach news or anything like that. So I guess we can go on to the Tigers and kind of talk about the week that they've had and kind of some 
pitching stuff. Brecken, you look like you have something to say. Yeah, I just want to put in uh, a plug for I will buy a t-shirt about the man uh, biting off kneecaps. Um, <laughs> if that is something you guys decide to go forward with. Uh, it's. I was just telling my brother the other day how it's hard to listen to your guys' podcast sometimes because I, I know you guys all, at least in some respect. And I feel like I could talk back to you guys. And then I have to literally, literally remind myself you're not in my car with me. Um, but I I would be interested in a lion. In a Dan Campbell um, kneecap yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, Dan Campbell kneecap right. t-shirt. Good to know. Um, and then there was another line about squirrels. I would also be a fan of that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. The blind the blind squirrel finds a nut. Yeah, I feel like we could yeah. of of like... My mom does own a cricket. Um, so if someone wants to download the software... You can do that. I feel like I feel like gear of just like the four, like the the ma- like the sayings of the four majors, like that we've had. So we had the kneecaps one, which I don't know if that's trademarked or not. We'd have to figure that out for the lions, and then it's like Honolulu blue and silver, and then uh, the blind squirrel finds a nut. Detroit Tigers colors with CNC replay, and then um, something good happened. Uh, pistons colors um and then i there could be so many for the red wings but yeah um we'd have to figure that one out we'd have to that that one's harder because there's a lot of memorable things that we said about the red wings so (laughs) krakens capital s i know chris wants that one okay i do want to come on here because you did invoke my name when you were having that argument F. I'm not saying. I know I'm, you. Noel said this. I know it's not correct, but I'm just saying. And I went. I sent Noel so many text messages after listening to that episode because I was very behind. I don't know why you want me on this podcast. I literally caught up this week. That's okay. Um, <laughs> so but, is everybody else. But I just know people too well. Like if my dad's still like, ugh. if we all still say Kroger's, Myers. And then I was looking it up, and there's only, like, three teams or whatever in the NHL that aren't... Um, plural. That yep. don't end in S. Like, that aren't plural. And, I'm not, and like, they do a decent job, but they're, like, ideas. Like, the Minnesota Wild. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, a concept. What is the Minnesota Wild? Like, There's three teams in Florida that, yeah. have, that have teams with no S. Lightning. In the NHL. Or not, not just in sports. Yeah. Lightning, Magic, and Heat. Yeah, but, like, lightning. What's the pearl of lightning? lightning ing 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 Because <laughs> I, I was going through it in my head. It's lightning. What's lightning. The, what's, the, what's the plural of magic? Magic. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I mean, Kraken. And Delaney, on the last episode, she talked about it as well. Like, are they a collective Kraken? And they're just, like, little arms? Or are they each little Krakens going around? Not cra- We're not because having then- this argument again we can't, we can't have this argument again can we chris, we're moving we're moving on. chris i just need you to know i'm on your side no. i'm not not fully on your side but i i understand i say meyer and kroger so i do too i'm not saying that it's correct i'm just what you, saying what are you gonna call moose the plural moose. Of moose. oh okay what so team why- is named moose but so like this is Does this is the argument matter? i made recently to noelle i said so our team is it's the detroit red wings but if you are referring to a single player, he's a red wing. Yeah. Yes. I'm just, so I'm just saying. So I just I just think it's very interesting. So like, don't you think that some people might be like, he is a Kraken player, but he's on the Krakens. 
No. no. I just think it's yeah, okay. <laughs> no. Okay. It's wrong. I we need to move on. Same, we cannot have this show. We can't have... It's the same principle as the lightning. We can't have this conversation again. We okay, we need yeah, we to move on. No. We cannot. We're, People, we're gonna lose listeners. <laughs> Stop. Tigers. All right, tigers. tigers. Thank God. Thank, thank God. Praise be. Glory to Him Almighty. That rhymed, kind of. Um, yeah. So, um, I sound like a broken record. I love AJ Hinch and Chris Fetter. They're doing a fantastic job. Um, and I again really hope that we figure out where our direction is going as a franchise uh, before these guys walk. Um, however. Um, the Tigers did have a four-game series against uh, the best team in baseball, or at least the American League, with the Astros. Um, and they looked awful the first game on Thursday night. Um, and then in a doubleheader, they split, um, in which Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal, I believe, uh, gave up one or two runs combined against the best offense in the American League, if not Major League Baseball. Um that's good. <laughs> in case you were wondering, I think Scooball had 11 strikeouts, I think, in the second game. Yeah, let me, Maybe. I'm just trying to find the stats. Give he, one he, I know he hit double digits, but and he got a no decision. In uh, the first game or, or the second game? Or did he pitch Sunday? He might have pitched Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he pitched Sunday. He pitched Sunday. He had like 11 strikeouts because that made sense because he went into the seventh, I think. Um, regardless, um, those two young starters shut the best team in baseball down. And uh, I think Scooball dominated a bit more, but also it was very encouraging because I got to watch the Mize start much closer. Um, Mize started the game in a jam. I think runners were on first and second, um, or maybe not even. Yeah, no, they were first and second, and he ended up getting out of the first inning without uh, giving up a run. He pitched like 25 pitches, but still – that's big league caliber stuff. That's what you want to see from a young starter. Like, okay, he's going to face some adversity. How's he going to react to it? And he gets out of the inning. I mean, as unscathed as you possibly can other than pitch count. Uh, and then Scooball, who was awful at the beginning of this year. I mean, he was he was terrible. And then Chris Fetter put his black magic in him. And um, now he's striking out everybody left and right. And I mean, I, I, left-handers in major league baseball, get a, a bad rep for being able to throw slower cause they're a commodity and, and, uh, um, they can rely on craftiness or whatever. And, uh, what, and they're a great matchup against left-handed hitters. Uh, Tarek Scooball throws in the high nineties from the left side. Um, David price was so successful uh, during the majority of his career because he was pumping gas from the left side. It's very, very difficult to find pitchers, let alone starting pitchers, that throw gas from the left side. Um, and we have one of those guys, one of these young guys um, in Tarek Skubal. So I'm really excited for him. Um, and he was a guy that wasn't supposed to be this top prospect, and he exploded and was just became one. And right now... They're the two best pitchers on this team. And they're your two youngest pitchers on this. You have to feel good about that. Um, so I'm I'm super excited to see where they go. And they're they're pitching not like young stars. They're pitching like big league pitchers. 
and that's awesome. And you have to give credit to Fetter. You have to give credit to uh, to Hinch. And also with the ending of Sunday's game, you went on a suicide squeeze um, to walk off the Houston Astros in, in, in an age where the long ball and uh, you know launch angle and all, which is all very important. Um, and it's taking over the game, the Tigers realize we're not going to win very many games like that. So we have to figure out ways to manufacture runs. And they did exactly that, and they stole some games from a very, very good baseball team. That builds confidence. That instills in your guys that's saying, like, hey, we can do this. Like, we're a big league club, and uh, we have a shot in just about every game that we play. Um, So... I like to see that, and I really like to see the change because that's something that's been really different um, since Hinch got here. They're playing competitive baseball. They're still bad. Don't get me wrong. They're still bad. Um, but now they're becoming the Pistons, right? They're bad, but the young stars are shining. Um, so I don't know where that entails, but you get a little bit more talent on this team, whether that's getting the young guys, which Torkelson and Dingler are still destroying double a baseball you get those guys closer to being ready maybe spend some money you look pretty good you're looking pretty good you still have to figure out a way how to beat the indians because losing to that team on monday was putrid um i couldn't name you the starting pitcher um and their offensive lineup is pathetic unfortunately or i mean i don't know what other way to say um it was pathetic um so, but that's going to happen because you're a bad baseball team, but you're improving. You're at least showing signs of life in this rebuild that's seemingly lasted forever. So, next year, let's take the step. Let's bring in a big name free agent. Let's bring in our Pudge that, you know, kickstarted the 2006 run. Um, and uh, let's, let's do that baseball. Uh, that baseball. As the great Chance the Rapper once said on Saturday Night Live, except he was talking about hockey and not baseball. That's still my favorite SNL skit. Incredible. Probably of all time. That's an S, a K, and a J. All right next to each other, so that's a no. What about an S, a V, and an R? Is that a nope too, or no? Yeah, it's a a nope for a lot of people. I'm sure that you've gotten a lot of people go, uh, with your last name. What? Because um, is it just the so, V is kind of pronounced like a U? It can be like you. It, really, it's not. It's you just sound out everything and you'll be fine. But like for whatever reason, my family's like, oh, we'll just stick a U in there. And okay, it'll be easier to pronounce. Uh, yeah, that's another story for another time. I feel like I've told you that that uh, my mom and my dad have two different last names. For you that have not told reason. me that, but we'll oh, talk boy. about that no. later. <laughs> How do you That's... separate balloon hands? <laughs> Good lord. Um, That's yeah. I'll tell that story. I told Brecken. I you got to the part where I told the story. I was banned on StubHub, right? Yeah, I did. I yeah. was I was laughing so hard. I feel like I need another segment of Corey's story time of just unfortunate things that have happened. I would. To, I would love Corey. That. I would live for that. Related to sports, um, but. Uh, anybody, anybody else have some topics before I, I, I talk and maybe some potential free agents on Ooh. the horizon? No, that's exciting though. I go right into that. I have not been paying attention to any sports as of late. 
Um, partially Bracket. because my, all my favorite players are like gone and or on the injured list. So I'm just like, eh. I also don't have Instagram anymore right now, and that's mainly where I get any kind of updates. So I'm just like, well, what's going on? Brecken, you're on a sports podcast. Do you think like maybe researching sports I would have been helpful? Noelle. This is what I texted Noelle after I realized what was happening. I said, what in the ESPN wide world of sports am I going to talk about on this podcast? And then, yeah. And then I got you a topic and we all went, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Which is is still interesting to me because it's not like I'm like a, we'll talk about it later. It's not a big deal. Let's talk about free agents. I want to hear what your theories are. Well, I can't get into too much free agent detail because, uh, we're not ready for that um and we don't know what the market's going to be like except with shortstops a very big shortstop heavy league or free agents class so a lot of people are like want carlos correa but carlos correa is going to want a ton of money and we're not going to be able to afford that i'm thinking about one free agent in particular and our good friends not our good friends because they don't know who we are uh the detroit free press released an article about a familiar face your main man justin verlander was asked about free agency and his time spent in Detroit. And it was a very clickbait article from the Free Pass, but it, it was basically titled that I would be lying. It said, I would be, li- in quotes, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't thinking about coming back to Detroit, says Verlander, who's about to hit free agency, whatever. Um, so this is interesting. I did read the article, and it's a lot, it, it is, it's very, it is clickbaity, whatever, but um talks about you know verlander doesn't really know but you know they ask him about detroit and it's like of course like and of course i'm thinking about coming back to detroit like detroit's a special place blah 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 blah. and i remember following verlander his his rise to the world series in 2017 um and the free press did an article that once he won the world series he didn't go to the parade because then he went to go uh, go to a destination wedding to marry kate upton but his travel bag was a bag with the old English D on it while he was in Houston. So, like, he's still keeping all these things. His cha- Part of his charity is here in Detroit. Um, he's always spoke fondly. When Hinch got hired, he told Hinch there's nothing better than uh, Detroit when they're winning. So, like, he's, like, Detroit's a great place once they're successful and, you know, playing a good brand of baseball. And the article essentially was saying, like, I don't really know where it's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm still hurt. Like, I'm, I'm testing free agency for the first time. Um, but I'm heavily considering, uh, or maybe not heavily considering, but I'm considering joining uh, the Tigers once again. They interviewed his brother, Ben Verlander, who's now, uh, he's got his own, I think he's got his own show on or his own podcast, something, I don't know. He's a he's a baseball analyst personality now. Um, and he's he basically said that he'll come back to Detroit at some point, essentially is what he said. He's like, I, I wouldn't doubt that Verlander would make a return to Detroit in whatever capacity. So what does that capacity mean? Does, it, does he sign a one-day contract and retire as a Tiger? That'd be really lame, but still kind of cool. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. The guy's coming off of Tommy John surgery. Everybody would think, like, okay, Detroit's not going to get him because they're not going to offer him money. Who's going to offer him money? I mean, the guy just made $32 million a year for the past couple seasons in Houston. Um, and he's coming off a major, the, the most major pitching injury that you can have. 
And most likely, if he pitches this year, it'll be the tail end of the regular season and then into the postseason, which might be really helpful for the Astros because um, they'll have a fresh arm, kind of, um, going into the postseason. But um, he's older. I mean, he's close to 40 now. Yeah. If he coming... if he hadn't had Tommy John surgery, how far away would you predict his – like, how many seasons do you have of – do you have predicting him left? That was not good English, but you know what I mean. Like how many? No, I know what you mean. Do you think I, that he I would mean, have left if he didn't have Tommy John surgery? He said he wanted to pitch till he was forty-five. I believe him. Okay. Nolan Ryan pitched until he was like in his mid to late forties. Okay. His last, his I I, I watched like a, a fastball documentary, and of course Nolan Ryan is in it because he's a freak. Um, Nolan Ryan at age forty-five was throwing ninety-seven miles an hour. That was his last registered fastball, was 97, and then he blew out his elbow, like, on that pitch. Yeah, because the old man a, body was like, please stop. A 45-year-old man throwing 97 miles an hour, and this is this is an era of baseball where nobody is throwing <laughs> that hard. I can only imagine, because they had terrible ways to track pitches, like, early in his career. How fast was he throwing when he was 20? Good lord. This, I mean, the documentary said he could have been throwing like 109, which is like that's insane. What? How do you hit that? Um, and also, I think Nolan Ryan should be considered the greatest pitcher of all time, but that's a different discussion for a different time. Um, so, Verlander, he's got his World Series ring. He's got all the accolades. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He was one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in the league when he was healthy at different stages of his career uh, in his prime and then also in the twilight years with the... I mean, he was the best pitcher in the American League when he was with the Astros. I mean, I would say more arguably the best pitcher, but, I mean, he was out-throwing guys who were 10 years younger than him and doing it seamlessly because then he figured out how to... He figured out the art of pitching at that age, so that helps him um, instead of him just, like, overpowering dudes. Um, but still, that's pretty fun to watch when a guy is just like, I have so much more raw talent than you, and you're, there's nothing you can do to beat me. And I'm, that's, what, that's what 2011, 2012 Verlander was like. Right. And then a little bit after that. Um, but what would you do? Big time money? What would you do in celebration if that came to be? I'd cry again. I cried when he got traded. I cried. I cried. Uh, um, I didn't cry when he won the World Series. I was very happy. I was kind of like relieved a little mm. bit because I feel like that would that would that would suck if he got traded and then he didn't win. Um, I was really happy when he got his third no hitter with Houston because that was a fun day. Um, I have his like tops now card. They tops like does like the highlights of the season and they release them like every so often um, throughout the throughout the year. So I have that. Um, man, I don't know. Because, like, I know exactly what I'm going to do when the Tigers win the World Series someday. But that's not going to be the same level as when when or if Verlander comes back. Um, I definitely tweet a lot. I would be like, F you, everybody who doubted who doubted me thinking that Verlander wasn't going to come back when I knew that he was going to come back. Is that a um, specific subtweet to somebody? My dad. Okay. My dad always tells me. <laughs> my dad always, he's not Your coming father? back, Corey. Blah, 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 blah. I'm old and bald <laughs> and a pessimist. He's not going to come back. I'm like, shut up, dad. You'll see. 
Um, so, yeah, I'd be very excited. I, I honestly think he could come back. Because what else does he ha- What else does he need? I mean, he could ride off into the sunset. I mean, he's got all the money in the world. He's got all the accolades. I mean, he'll he won't be paid probably as much um, as he could get someplace else. But again, I don't like. No team is gonna get him, give him like a three year contract for like anywhere close to double digit million dollars when he comes back. Especially if he doesn't pitch this year, there's no way. Absolutely no way. Right. So I could I could see a one year deal. Him show what what he's got in the tank, and then, uh, and then you know figure it out after that. If the perfect scenario, he signs a one year deal with the Tigers, super cheap, right? And he's a stud, just unreal. He gets you know the juices flowing from being back in Comerica Park and pitching every day or pitching every fifth day, um, and they extend him like midway through the year. So they don't have to worry about trading him to somebody else. They don't have to worry about this, this, or that. They extend him. They give him the double-digit million contract that he needs, and then he'll pitch till his age that he wanted to pitch till at 45. Or they sign him. To, they sign him the one-year deal, then they extend him for two more seasons. I'd be cool with that. That'd be best case. Scenario. Good plan. Yeah. So I don't know. Alrighty. But. I gotta stop talking because Bracken, we need to get to you. Um, you've got something special for us. Oh, I don't think I should take the lead. I'm still just kind of floating out to. here. This is your second. I oh, I didn't sign up for that. No, all right. Noel is in charge. No. <laughs> so, Brecken is probably the closest thing I have to a sister who is not actually blood related to me. Um, it's true. It's true. We share a lot. We share a lot of flaws with each other we talk a lot and we also share a lot of strengths and one of Brecken's strengths and maybe one of her weaknesses is her love of either online shopping and or just knickknacks and knickknacks clothes hats books pins all of these things she loves them go ahead what you it's but it's not like I'm like a really like a shopper it's just she sees I something impulse control. <laughs> I was going to put it nicely, but yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I was I'm not like a shopper, so that's what I was thinking about earlier is I think it's interesting that I'm like the shopper friend of yours, but I it's not like I'm out here going like, "Oh, I want to go get this jewelry or But okay, this makeup. you don't It's like, "Let me buy this book." <laughs> it's not Let usually buy books. This weird... It's usually like a book theme candle like or like a pin or a t-shirt. A t-shirt, you have a lot or of t-shirt. mug. So many mugs. I have a lot. You have a mug mugs. wall. I do, and they there's not enough room for them, so I currently have them somewhere else. Okay, too. but how how are the mugs categorized? Like, are they just like of places, teams, like, or is it all? Of yeah, um, places I've been, small companies like that That's I cool. like. So, so I'm at my friend's house right now recording. You can't see people on the airways but like this is their bible rebinding business so i have a couple mugs from them um places i go just fun mugs i have one that's just has like a bunch of confetti on it it says yay and my mom said (laughs) if you don't buy that for yourself i'm gonna buy it i was like okay yeah so i have like all kinds people started buying them for me so i don't have to even buy them anymore yeah and they're not like your standard like um white stock mug you know that like every 50 year old man in a chop shop has and drinks whiskey out of like that's you don't have any of those i don't think 
Uh, I don't think so. I oh. used to have a mug from NASA that said Randy on it because I thought it was <laughs> Randy for 99 cents. <laughs> yeah. No, I try to get like more unique ones or like handmade if I can or just something that represents a place or a person well. Yeah. So that all being said, one of our ideas um, for a topic for Brecken to talk about or to kind of talk with us about was which of the four Detroit sports teams has the best offerings in their merch store. Online shop. Mm. And uh, it is. We know that Corey likes to buy jerseys. So I'm figuring that he kind of has that part yeah. down pat. But I kind of wanted to look more into like the hats, the novelty t-shirts, the wa- random miscellaneous things that they had on their accessories page. Like, you know, just the other the other things that you would find on when you went to shop, you know, the Red Wings or the Pistons. So we can dive a little bit into that. I think first we should kind of set up some like categories to decide which is best. You know, like 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 best knickknack, best mug, best. <laughs> well, I can tell you the best knickknack I found right now. It is oh. a crystal headband with a little tiny hat on the Detroit Tigers website. <laughs> what? What? I did not go that far down. Oh no. <laughs> I scanned like I, need I took to this really seriously. <laughs> what? I seriously, I sat there. And I was like, um, <laughs> what? It's it was expensive too. I wrote it down somewhere. Oh my gosh, Crystal. I took this really seriously. Crystal Detroit Tigers headband. Yes, it said. Is it on like what website? It's on there. So like, is it the MLB Shop one? <sighs> It is their MLB shop. So that's where I did for most of the other teams, except the Pistons. I got really sidetracked, apparently. And me and Noel kind of talked about this very briefly before you signed oh, I on, think, Corey. I think I see it. I, I think I found it. It's literally just a headband with a little baby. That It's almost, it reminded me of, like, Mickey Mouse ears. Like, Minnie Mouse ears. What? <laughs> yes. well, crazy. Read the price. Read the price. So it is $19.99. It is literally yeah. a silver headband with a tiny baby Detroit Tigers hat. I don't know if you've ever gotten ice cream at Comerica Off to Park. The side. Have you ever gotten ice cream at Comerica Park? They come yes. in a plastic Tigers baseball cap. No, you gotta pay for that bad Jackson, which I have. Okay, I have one too. But anyways, it's one of those. I'm trying to put it on my on dog. the side, like over your right eye, it would be, and it's bedazzled. It's nineteen ninety nine. Corey, I might get this so for you for your birthday. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll pitch in. Oh why, my gosh. Why? <laughs> that's a great question. Why why not that's, just that's get why, it's the... why not just get a bedazzled Detroit Tigers hat? Like you need a headband? Have a of, baseball of a mini thousand dollars. <laughs> they have a crystal, and it's not even like the new old English D. It's like one of that old one from that. Oh, what's the oh what years was it? Not 2008. No, maybe 2008, where it's like chunky. It's oh, that one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hate like, that one. I, <laughs> Corey's upset. That was classic. That was the, No, it was gross. That was the jersey. Or not jersey. That was the logo. Like, they messed... A part of me died inside once they changed to the spiky Old English D on the you front of the jersey. half of the people over the age of 35. Sure, fine. Oh, the that, other one was that would be gross. like changing like the Yankees pinstripes. Yeah, I mean that that's like that home jersey has been the same since the '30s, you know, and you change. It. So I I I don't know. I had a problem with that. However, that's a different. We're on a completely yeah, different topic. Um, I do not understand that headband whatsoever. Yeah, me neither. 
but that 100% that was one of the best knickknacks I saw on one Golly, of I need to leave <laughs> in your office. I, st- I stopped in my tracks. I was like, mm, I yes. genuinely almost bought it just because I was like, I need it. Like, that's the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen on a you major should've... league, like, national team. Like, that's just. Like, that's some minor league action I'm thinking of right there. Oh, yeah. Like... I wrote a rhinestone headband with a little cap. <laughs> that's what I wrote on my notes. <laughs> Very <laughs> descriptive. <laughs> Brecken, well done. There's a lot of exclamation points involved. Oh my goodness! That's, anyway, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. unsee that now. What else you got? Yeah, I don't. Know. All right. Oh, so well, we. I don't know we, if we want to go in order or not. I will say that I was incredibly, incredibly disappointed with everybody, but particularly sure. the Tigers, which I think is really interesting because I am probably the most like involved in Tigers anything. Well, you worked for them I for a while. It. I did, I did. That is something you and Corey can probably bond over, is your, yes. your time at Olympia Entertainment. Because we, yeah, we spent time in, Working in sports and sports adjacent, yeah. I did. I was not doing anything exciting at Olympia. I worked in their HR department as a temp, scanning <laughs> documents Sweet. for... Yes, yeah, so I think I probably went through, like thousands of employees document like hiring and like onboarding paperwork you might have but, hired me no i didn't uh it was mostly olympia development paperwork that uh, uh in their entertainment they're all because they're all mushed together and now they're even more mushed together because the illich family has merged all of their departments together except illich holdings okay so we're I, I we need to get back to the subject at hand, but I'm getting really close to the microphone into the screen because this is very important. Um, like you said, all of the companies are connected, right? Yes. My pay stub when I was at Olympia, and then also with the Tigers, maybe not the Tigers, definitely with Olympia, came from Little Caesars. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So I'm thinking that there's some sort of tax break that they get from me getting Probably. my paycheck from Little Caesars. Oh, probably. So, Mine came from the Tigers when I worked there. So, and I was a temp through a um, staffing company when I worked for Olympia. So it came through. But it's kind of a mess over there for a variety of reasons. Maybe you need to be you need to be the the bonus host in two weeks, so we can okay. we can sh- actually. Sh- I mean, could we could probably do? I mean, again. we don't have to talk about shopping if we don't want to. Well, this is your thing, so like we don't. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, I don't take charge. Ask Noel. She doesn't. I don't it's a do it. I don't like it. I don't like to take charge. My mom might laugh at that, but anyway, oh. I was really disappointed in mostly the Tigers gear. To be sure. honest, I thought it was boring. I have definitely seen and purchased things like <laughs> at Meyer. That I thought would be better quality and was better looking, but I'm also I'm not a super big fan of um of just the old English DMs everything. Sure. And that's basically all their stuff is. I do love uh, the script of Detroit. That's nice. Especially like that's on the away jerseys. I love that, and I think that should be on everything. Yeah. But that is personal preference. That's real classic. I I've always I've yeah. always been a huge fan of the script uh, Tigers jerseys. Mm-hmm. I think it just gives more color. To it, because I mean, like the Tiger jersey is classic, but still, like you want a little bit of pizzazz in there. No, yeah, I'm sometime. with you on there. I yeah, I like stuff like that, but 
Yeah, no, I don't know if there was an order of stuff that you want to go through. No. We can start with the tiger. I didn't. We I can just start thought with everything. I thought everything was the same. And that, oh, I will have to, I have to talk about this. The all-star jerseys. Have you guys seen them? Trash. Oh my gosh. They're disgusting. They're disgusting. Why would they do that? I was so excited because it's, it's in Colorado. We're going to get some. Yeah, that's per- how cool. We're going we're gonna to get some dank purple jerseys it's gonna be sick just and kidding just kidding we found the most hideous thing that we could possibly find and we it was put it, it was truly appalling i was like why did we do that the hats are and okay because like, they're at least got purple in them and stuff but yeah like, but they're just so <gasps> i really i don't know why they did that i don't know who thought it was a good idea and i think something that i actually hate the most about the jersey is that it only has like two buttons the two buttons I don't like it. F. I don't know. Anyway, but they were selling that in the in their online MLB shop. F minus for that. Um. Yes. Agreed. Not no passing grade. I will say that. Um. Yeah. So there's that. They were selling that in the in the in the online shop. And it's just I don't know. I just found everything that they sold basic, and I don't know how how the licensing works. I know that there's all these different things and i mean i went to the i went i clicked on like the red Sox page just to see because like it's all through the same place the same people so it's all similar designs but i was just like it was so boring and there was a weird amount of bathing suits and boxers for sale as well on their online shop yeah i mean you never know for that's for for sure but i was i was like there's a lot and tie-dye is very big right now there's one. There were a couple that I thought were cool, but then there was one that I did not like at all. Which was? And it was super. I well, I have to pull it up now. I don't have it on hand, but it just like was not. I do appreciate the Hawaiian shirts that the Tigers have. I, I think I wrote that too. Those are awesome. <laughs> I think I still have one. Of course, I, like you do. they had a giveaway a couple of years ago. No, these are like Tommy Bahama quality. Oh yeah, they're yeah, like one hundred eighty dollars. Like, yes, they're so nice. That's another thing. Everything is disgustingly expensive. Terrible, and I hate it. Like that's why I'm saying, like I, I'm like, why would I pay fifty dollars for one of these Tigers T-shirts or whatever when I could literally just go to Walmart. <laughs> buy one that looks exactly the same yeah i don't know i'm trying not to be mean but i I was just really disappointed in it i will say this um i think at the ballparks you can get a little bit like more specialized stuff location wise i know at rigby 47 whatever that brand the 47 brand um Mm -hmm. they always have some cool stuff i remember once at rigby like they had a shirt that was the shirt version of a sign they had in the ballpark. It was like a green shirt and it said, watch for foul balls or something. And it was like the little cartoon yeah. cub, like catching a ball. So like I would have bought that shirt, but it was like 40 bucks, but still I, that would have been worth it. Um, no, if I and I, I'm with you on that too. And that's actually not to like aggressively like move to the other teams, but that's what happened when I initially started this. And when Noel kind of told me like what we would probably be talking about is I found this website for the Pistons and for some reason I thought like this was their shop because it said it, it said like official Pistons shop and I was like okay but it's called Pistons 313 shop 
And they have all, like, it looks like it's licensed stuff. It is. Yeah. So they have the visitpistons.com at the bottom, and all the licensing, like, at the bottom looks like it is, it's a, the official team store. And then they just have yeah, like it also looks- their Fanatics website, you know? Yes. And they have had, I was like, I was sitting there myself and I was like, am I going to like this Pistons stuff the best out of all of it? Because they had like these different collections here and then they had, um, which I didn't know how I felt about some of this stuff because they had like this logo that is like a basketball, you know, and the lines come together to make like the 313. Yeah. Which is super, like, a great idea. And if you ever look this stuff up, like, I... And it's reasonably priced, I thought. But they had all this stuff, like... And then they had little phrases that's, like, Detroit is a team sport. And, um, mm-hmm. respect our hustle and stuff like that. It didn't feel um, like things that other teams would have tailored for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have, like, I respect like the code. And then the 313 stuff. They had, like, D up, which I was like, that's funny because basketball and Detroit... <laughs> but they had like a lot of cool stuff on that on that website and yeah. i don't know no i'm totally with you one thing I mean, maybe they want to come on sponsor the show i don't know what they <laughs> want to do but one thing i always look cool at whenever i'm looking at shops obviously i'll go to the women's section because i am a woman and i always always look for either the v-neck really tight t-shirt or i'll look for something pink because those are usually the two things that they have for women's clothing and I'm just like, yeah. why are those necessary? It is. It doesn't need to be pink for it to be a woman's item. It also doesn't need to be a V. We're not in 2008, and I don't need that shirt. So yeah. what I appreciated about this 313 shop is that most of the cuts and like the designs felt very modern as opposed to something that they reconfigured from their yeah. earlier drops or releases or whatever. Yeah, where that's kind yeah, of especially I, with the with the Red Wings. Every time I go in there, I'm like, I'm not buying anything from here because I don't appreciate anything that they're showing me. <laughs> yeah, no, everything, everything's so. I mean, and like, I do think that they're. I don't know the specifics, and I don't want to be out here being like, I know stuff, but I know that there are licensing issues, especially within within certain organizations where like the organization owns like the logo and the licensing stuff like the teams can't actually do much about that and so that would be interesting that i probably should have done some research on but we don't do research here in the cnc replay (laughs) well yeah i also but i know noel does (laughs) (laughs) i also think it helps the pistons at least that big sean is their creative director like he probably has a decent amount of input into this this part of the team and this part of I wonder if their you know their promotions yes I wonder if he had help with this like Pistons three one three shot yeah like, I don't one. remember when this came out versus when he got hired because he got hurt, hired in the middle yeah. of last year yeah I don't know and I I do think like it would be interesting if we could have gone like down to the D shop or um, down to the team store at, at Little Caesars Arena it would have been really interesting to go and like see that kind of stuff to see what they had there. But I even even in the NBA like fanatics like store like official store there was still hey <laughs> do feelings about that yeah fanatics ruined uh, apparel because like well, now they so no I'm sorry did I cut you off no 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 you go you go no because all of like there's like a fanatics brand right mm-hmm. and it's specifically terrible in the NHL 
So like all of it used to be like Reebok was the official like outfitter for championship appear apparel. So like the locker room t-shirt would be Reebok, the hat would be Reebok or Adidas or whatever. So the official outfitter is now Fanatics brand. So it's got the like the the like the logo isn't terrible, but like the quality is awful. Like people are saying literally this is like the cheapest Hanes shirt you can find and you smack a Red Wings logo on it. So like I've heard horror stories of like the t-shirt falling apart after like one wash. Yeah. And and that's kind of like that's the vibe I got like looking through this shop I was like all this stuff is basic. Literally I've seen stuff like this at like a big box store kind of a thing. Like I've seen this out there and it doesn't seem special, which is why I was so confused when I saw this Fistons 313 shop because like if this is just a small business man, they're getting so much like <laughs> advertisement from me right now because I was genuinely about to fork over some money for some of their stuff because I was like, I don't even keep up with Pistons basketball at all, but I loved so much of the stuff that they had there. And they even had like, they had a bad boys collection where they had like a bunch of the throwback stuff of stuff that was going on. And I'm like, who doesn't love that stuff? It's awesome. So yeah, I, I just, and that's my thing. So when Noelle says I'm a shopper, I'm not looking for just like, basic stuff like i try to find stuff that is at least kind of interesting and i'm not saying that i have like phenomenal taste or like a critical eye but i don't want just like oh detroit tigers that's so boring well it's there's a time and a place for that that's a better way to say that so i was just disappointed but there was so going back to the tigers actually there was like this um this one company or something or a collaborate collaboration with this tiny turnip designs in the women's section. And some of their stuff was kind of weird and some of their stuff wasn't, but it, they were like, they almost looked like uh, watercolor illustrations on these like plain white t-shirts, but they were fun and they were different and they were just like kind of cute. I don't know. And not cute in a weird way. But let me try and find one. Oh, it's on my computer, so it's not even going to be helpful. But I just like stuff that's different, stuff that's not super basic or poor quality. I I hate looking at the a website and being like, they're charging me $65 for this V-neck pullover hoodie when I know that it doesn't cost that much to either make or supply. So what you're saying is that uh, the Detroit three one three shop wins. Oh yeah, I and like I feel bad because like if that's not real licensing. No, I think then... it is. It's it's just yeah. like a it's a secondary thing outside of like their um, like MLB thing. I mean NBA yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was the awesome. Heat, the Heat have something similar to that. Like they have their own store, but definitely not as cool as uh, like. Because, like, all, like, the Pistons gear, like, captures, like, the heart of the city along with, like, the team. So, Mm -hmm. when you, when you think Detroit sports, they want you to think, you know, Pistons, like, that's the number one, you know. So, I like that. And it is, I do actually have, most of my stuff that I have is Pistons stuff because when I worked for the Tigers, we were able to go to that tent sale they had that summer. Do you remember that at all? I yes, do. and yeah. I, we were able to go in before the general public, which 
Oops. But I have, I have an old warm-up jacket. I have like an old warm-up thing. I have a t-shirt. I got my dad's shorts and another warm-up thing. I got both my brother's t-shirts. I got socks. Like I have all this pissing stuff. And I'm like, I've been to two games. Maybe. And then I have, I have a Red Wings jersey, which you helped me get. But RIP to my main man. Andreas Anthony, see you. Love you. you can come back, maybe. <laughs> I mean, not. I hope he does. I really do. But I'm not allowed to buy jerseys anymore. I've cut myself off because every time I get a jersey of an actual player, usually very shortly after, or when I start wearing it regularly, they get traded. So. That's but then that makes but the jerseys I, cheap. I mean, yes, but it's after I get the jersey. That's fair. <laughs> and I'm not like you. I don't buy them. Like. You're you're you are to jerseys what I am to mugs. So that's that's fair. I'll give you that. Okay, I'm gonna try and pull up one of these tiny turnip sh- shirts so you can see them. They're like so cute. Like this one. This is a toddler one, but I didn't see that. I didn't look through the kids stuff because I am not. Well, I could be argued to be a child, but I'm not looking for children and or myself. Anyway, you can see like it has like this tiny. Hold on. I feel like this is gonna meet. Never mind. You see it? Little T Rex. I'm confused as to why there's a T Rex, but I like it. I mean, same. Some of them, some of them did not make any sense. But like, I'm looking at one that's like a baseball, a heart shaped like a bait that's like colored like a baseball with a bat going through and the D inside. And then there's one that doesn't make sense, but I like the illustration where it's like a hamburger and it's like squished inside of a baseball. Like the buns are a baseball. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So like it's just like, yeah. And then there's one where it's like nachos inside the Detroit hat. So like there was just like some fun stuff there, but yeah. I like. I that. don't know. I'll have to check that out. Do you have any reviews for the wings or the lions at all? The lions, um. Theirs was pretty. Theirs was actually out of like the fin- like the official shop, like whatever fanatics, like whatever it is owned by. Yeah, there's this fanatic experience. I think they had some of the best stuff. I would say the tigers had a lot of variety, but it was all boring. A lot of it was like that dry fit athletic wear stuff. Even for the women, they had some interesting women stuff, but. Whatever, but I liked the lion stuff. It all seemed very like neutral, and they had some cool offerings. Like they had a lot of quarter zips and a lot of like rain jackets. Mm-hmm. And I will say that they had um, they have like a a line. I don't want to call it a line, but it's like a salute to salute oh. to the service. So it's all like military inspired, and a lot of that stuff was actually really cool. Although there was a black silk, no black satin sidelines jacket. So it was like styled kind of like a military uniform, but it was black satin. That feels and also like very elite. <laughs> yes, it was very odd. Well, the NFL's um, and they had, yeah, and then they had some like retro stuff, like a retro logo that they did in a lot of different ways on a lot of different things, which I really liked. So I will say that the Tigers kind of reign supreme in hats. I think that they have a lot of fun oh, yeah. hat options. Yeah, they and do. they have a hat for almost everybody. But other than that, I don't know. And I think the Honolulu Blue is so different from a lot of sports that I was, like, looking at I was like, oh, like, 
I don't even really like football, but I might be buying some Lions stuff because yeah. I think it's fun. You don't see it everywhere, and I think that's fun. Yeah. Love that. I don't know. I feel like I don't have anything else to say. Oh! I could go on and on about any almost anything, but I feel the, feel the pressure. Um, they, the Lions and the Tigers, I noticed, had scrubs. I didn't go too in-depth in the Red Wings. Sometimes red is just such an overload. Don't get me wrong. I love the Red Wings jersey classic. It's amazing. But red is just a lot. Yes. <laughs> but they had scrubs and they were super simple scrubs, like just like blue scrubs with like the logo. But I was talking to some of my friends about how if you worked at a children's hospital or ran your own practice or you were a huge sports fan and just happened to work on game days, like how fun would that be just to have a little bit of the spirit? I don't know. Yeah, just like a little bit there. I just think that's so fun so that's my take on that oh and the lions had some vineyard the the tigers had a vineyard vine shirt which i was like why and the lions also had two vineyard vine shirts but the one vineyard vine shirt was the whale in the back with the helmet on (laughs) and it was it was really cute i was like you know what i can appreciate that i get it yeah yeah i get it the tigers just yeah, they had uh, so much going on. The Pistons, and I did see some of the stuff from that 313 shop on the Pistons site. They've started doing a lot of stuff that relates to Woodward, which is like Michigan Highway 1, you know? Yeah. So they've been doing stuff like that. And now I feel like with having the number one draft pick, it's just like, ah, like, it's all sure. coming together. <laughs> it all connects. For show. Yeah, I think, I think. I will say this. So I've never been, I've always been more inclined towards baseball and hockey growing up and even like now, but I will say that the Pistons do a really great job of like getting you engaged in just like the atmosphere and wanting some of their merch and thinking about the good old days, like with the bad, like they do such a good job of that. And I can say that having only gone to two Pistons games at LCA even too, like I wish I could have gone to one at the palace, but I think that they do a really good job. I can't speak to the lions. I can kind of speak to the tigers and the wings, but I think that the Pistons really are going to be on a come up. And I think having some cool merch won't hurt. <sighs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Alrighty. We are no, well, way over time. We're, we're, that is Corey and my fault. Not yours, Brecken. We liked to talk about our recap stuff. Well, that's, I mean, you guys are the CNC replay, so. Yeah, that's true. Makes sense. I'm just an add-on. And it it's it's hard not to interject just, like, little witty, like, witty comments. Well, not witty, but little quips here that's, and there. That's the Why? whole point of the show. You need witty No, comments. I know, I know. But it's like, I don't know what I'm going to actually say. And Noel was like, you're muted. And I was like, I know. <laughs> but it's it was fun to be, it was like, interesting to be on this side of it and it's it is hard because i'm not as deeply invested in sports as you guys are at least right now so i feel like i really don't have much to go on except go support this detroit pistons 313 present shop apparently apparently i'm a huge fan now you're they the, did you're have the number luggage. one advocate yeah yeah give me a rep code oh come on <laughs> <laughs> hey you never know i'm, I'm being serious yeah who knows maybe I'm trying to. I always try to plug your show. Tell my little friends. Let's like, go. You want to hear my friends talk about sports? 
Appreciate that. Definitely. You're welcome. Even though I'm super behind. <laughs> You're caught up now. I was like, listen to my friends. They're like, oh, are they good? I'm like, yeah. And <laughs> How many episodes do they have? I don't know. I'm behind. <laughs> That's what I would do. Uh, well, you made so. it to episode 20. We're officially 20 episodes Yay! in. Which feels like another milestone. Um, or are we just going to do it every 10? We might do it every 10. I don't know. Yeah. Every 10 we'll be like, hey, milestone, we're still here. Um, I think that's good. Yeah. But we are way over time. Brecken, I'm so glad that you could be here and share yes. this in this topic with us and just, you know, just oh, yeah. your presence. Um, I appreciate you and I love you. Uh, thank you for being on. You. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. Literally anytime. <laughs> yes. Anytime. I'm sure. Listen, if you ever do an episode where Chris is here, I won't get a word in edgewise. Because Chris will just be laughing the whole the time. The three of you are basically the same person. So <laughs> you are. No, no, no. Are we? Yeah. You, no, you, Brecken and Chris, very similar human beings. Chris and Corey, yeah. very similar human beings. Together. Oh, yeah. And dif- so are similar in different ways, then. Yes. Yes. Me and Corey have the similar hoarding habits. Oh my gosh, I have never seen like the little wall, the little rack of the jerseys. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to wrap us up and then we can talk about that okay, after. Sorry, bye. <laughs> no, it's okay. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe and leave us a review. Um, yes, please. Follow us on our socials and we will see you next week. Bye. bye. Hey everybody, this is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.